This NHC GOP podcast is sponsored by Wendell August Forge, crafted by American artisans in America for nearly a century. Wendell August gifts are unique symbols of the stories, traditions, and milestones that bind us together. Christmas is coming up, so this is a perfect time to get holiday ornaments. Right now, buy three ornaments, get the fourth free. Use the code STOCKUP when you check out. Find out more about Wendell August Forge at wendellaugust.com. Forged with care, given with love, Wendell August Forge. Experienced leadership and a proven record of getting things done. I am honored to be joined on the NHC GOP podcast today by Representative Ted Davis. Ted, how are you this evening? I'm great, and I hope you are as well. Couldn't be better. It's another great day in North Carolina. We're going to get right into it, and we're going to talk about an issue that is that that has been on people's minds who don't want to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about abortion real quickly. Let's get you on the record. What is your stance on abortion here in North Carolina? Are you going to outlaw it completely? Abortion is a very personal moral issue. Yes. And there are people on the extreme left that don't, that want to have an abortion up until the day a baby's born. You've got extremes on the right that don't want to allow women to have an abortion at all. Uh, I believe in the law. I am a follower of the law. Uh, I'm a retired attorney and I was a state and federal prosecutor before that. So in looking at the law, I support what the law is in North Carolina right now. And that is if a woman desires to have an abortion up to the first 20 weeks, which is in the second trimester of pregnancy, then she can have an abortion. But after that, I believe in reasonable restrictions. And those reasonable restrictions are rape, incest, uh, unviable fetus, or danger to the health of the mother. Which is what most, which is what most Americans and most North Carolinians would favor, is reasonable restrictions and reasonable access to abortion. For most of the women that I have talked to, uh, and have come up to me and, and told me that they heard my stance at the power breakfast we had recently downtown, that uh, they support that position, as long as you've got reasonable restrictions. And I think those that I mentioned are after the first twenty weeks. We talked about, or you mentioned, the, the, those who are on the extreme left. You sponsored and helped sponsor a bill that if, that if a child survived the abortion process, mm-hmm. would make it illegal to allow that child to die. That is and correct. it was vetoed by the governor. That is correct. And you shared with me before the podcast, and I'd like you to share it again, is that what was the reaction by the Democrats in both chambers of the legislature when he vetoed that bill? The instance that that I'm going to be referring to was when the House voted on whether or not to override the veto. Mm -hmm. I know at that time, I recall specifically Harper Peterson, who at that time uh, had defeated Michael Lee in the previous election and was the senator from this from this district. 
came over with some other Democratic senators to see how the vote was going to go. And when the vote came down, uh, the override failed. And when the results were shown, the Democrats literally got up, cheered, high-fived each other. To me, it was the most despicable thing that I have seen since I've been in the General Assembly. High-fiving and cheering over the fact that a baby's going to die because the abortion was unsuccessful. So right now, because of the uh, of the governor's veto and because uh, you could not get it overridden, it is legal for a child who survives abortion to be left to die. Correct. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. I would think most people are, would think that's monstrous. I think that's just amazing that we allow that to happen. Well, I certainly do. Yeah. I appreciate you talking about that a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the economy. Uh, one of the things that that you and your fellow Republicans are going about doing and talking about is how to fight, how to fight inflation and the rising prices of everything that we're seeing. What are your plans for the high price of gas, the high price of, of, of living that we're seeing uh, that's affecting us here in North Carolina? Some of the things that the Republicans have done since we've been in the majority that will help to address the inflation that we're experiencing under the Biden administration is the fact that, number one, we have capped the income tax rate in North Carolina. We have capped the gasoline tax in North Carolina. We have capped the sales tax in North Carolina. All these things being done so there'll be a stopping point where people will not have to worry about, oh, my God, you know, is, is, is North Carolina gas tax, are they going to raise the gas tax on me and make gas more expensive than it's already in? Mm-hmm. Same thing with sales tax as it relates to groceries and things that family needs. Uh, same thing with taxes. So uh, I look at those things as very positive actions by the Republican-led uh, General Assembly to help address what we're going through right now with inflation. And in addition to that, during the last budget, uh, we passed a $1 billion, with a B, dollar fund to, in anticipation of a recession coming. So if that recession hits, we're already going to have $1 billion set aside to help people in this state uh, face that economic crisis. Because of your efforts, North Carolina is considered to be one of the best places to do business. It is. And we're being recognized for that. You have been endorsed by the NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Business, Mm -hmm. and by the North Carolina Chamber of Commerce for your position on jobs and your position on small business. That's correct. As far as the economy, one thing, well, several things that uh, Republicans have done is we reduced, of course, personal income tax rate. We have reduced the corporate income tax rate. We have uh, reduced and streamlined the uh, franchise um, procedure when you go through to start a business. All of these things, we've done reasonable uh, regulatory reform to get rid of a lot of unnecessary regulatory hoops that you had to go through in order to do a business while still protecting our environment. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these things together has made North Carolina extremely business friendly. And Forbes magazine 
as well as two other national uh, economic uh, entities, all three have ranked North Carolina as the number one place to do business in the United States of America. And I'm extremely proud of that. We have business coming in constantly. We have businesses that are here that are expanding. Sometimes we lose some possibilities that we might have. It's very competitive. You get incentives involved. Uh, and one state might offer better incentives than the other. And it's all about the bottom dollar. So mm-hmm. they'll go elsewhere. But when you look at where we are and what we have done, I am so proud to have been a part of that since I've been in Raleigh. Well, it's not just the state of North Carolina. We're experiencing that that economic attraction here in New Hanover County as well. They're coming here as uh, they're coming here in New Hanover County because of all because of this pro business structure that you and your fellow Republicans have put in place. Well, and it's a wonderful place to live. Uh, that's why my wife and I, when we finally decided where we wanted to go to raise our family, it was Wilmington. I wouldn't have thought of any other place. I love Riceville Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family had a cottage there when I was growing up. I was fortunate to be able to spend my summers there. I, I love Riceville Beach. Uh, I love all the beaches in New Hanover County. We got Carolina Beach, Curie Beach, great beaches. You know, and we got so many tourist attractions. I mean, golf courses, tennis courts, soccer fields. I mean, it's a great place to uh, to live and raise your family. <sighs> We've been talking to a variety of candidates here on the podcast, and over and over again, we've been talking about this particular campaign season this year. It has gotten nasty, especially here in New Hanover County. You have you have been doing this for a while. You're an experienced statesman. This has got to be one of the nastiest campaigns that you've been in. Without question. The sad thing that we have today is, let's say, for instance, you and I were going to run against each other. Instead, I, I would never, I would never do that. I never want to go up against you head to head. <laughs> I know better than that. But really, it would, if we started out, instead of you saying, "My name, old sample," this is why I want to be your representative. This is why I feel like I could be the best candidate for you to select to be a representative, yada, yada, yada. No, the first thing you do, just like my opponent right now, my liberal opponent, right? oh, you failed New Hanover County. Ted Davis is awful. Ted Davis hadn't done this. Ted Davis hadn't done that. Ted Davis does this. Ted Davis does that. And it's a hard pill to swallow when you and your wife or your children or other loved ones are sitting there watching the television and they hear this. Hmm. And they know it's lies and they know it's not true. And it, you, they don't realize it, but it's being done to, to mislead others, to make them think that that's the despicable person that you truly are without looking at my record, without going to my campaign site and looking at all the different things I've done since I've been in Raleigh. You know, all the committees I've been on, all the chairmanships I've been on, all the awards I've gotten, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to see what kind of person I really am. And it's all a big scare tactic that the Democrats are doing, especially this election cycle, uh, because of the situation with the supermajority. I like your term scare tactic because because they use topics such as abortion, topics such as chasing business away, 
just to scare people. And if you look at your record and if you look at the stance that you and your fellow Republicans are taking, is that nothing is farther from the truth. Is that is that you are pro-business and 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 the, the truth is out there. Well, you, you mentioned the NFIB earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give a recognition for pro-business every two years. I've gotten it every time that they've given it since I've been in Raleigh. Mm. The North Carolina Chamber of Commerce gives a Jobs Champion Award each year. I've gotten it every year I've been in Raleigh. Uh, I've gotten awards because of my help with the film industry, uh, tourism. I mean, I'm all about business. I'm all about helping people here get jobs. Because when you get jobs, you earn an income. You're not a drag on the taxpayers. You know, you're not on welfare. You're out there working. You're earning money. You're proud of yourself. You know, and you support your family. You provide for your family, and it makes you a real, real asset to our community. And you're putting and you're putting that money back into the economy. Exactly. They buy groceries. They buy cars. They buy homes. They do this. They do that. And you're exactly right. It's a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Why are you the best candidate? We've got we 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 you've been asked, asked that before, but why are you the best candidate for this? Well, that's kind of a loaded question, but <laughs> but I think really seriously, if you look, and all you got to do is go to my campaign website, tedavisfornchouse.org. I'm an open book. It tells you everything about me and everything I've done since I've been in Raleigh. Uh, and I look at experience. I look at leadership. And I look at a proven record of being able to get things done. I mean, as I stated earlier, I was a chairman of the Board of County Commissioners. I know how local politics work. Mm-hmm. I've been chairman of 14 different committees since I've been in the House, and, I, and I'm the chairman of the judiciary right now. I know how politics work in state government. Uh, and having served in both of those capacities, not only do I know how to get things done, I've, I have developed very strong relationships, not only people locally, but also with people in Raleigh and statewide, which has helped me to introduce so many bills that I've gotten voted into law to help me get the millions upon millions of dollars of appropriations that I'm able to get for New Hanover County. For instance, helping with the movie industry, getting the $31 million grant program um, and making it Recurring, meaning, meaning every year and keeping it there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been attempts to get that taken away. And it's kind of comical around the house because the appropriation chair sometimes will just look, say, when they see me come and say, well, you know, I think we're going to do something with that film grant, knowing that it's going to get my goat. <laughs> because I, I mean, I'll fight for that. I mean, I'll fall on that sword anytime. Yeah. But um, really, I think all of that is. Uh, very important because it shows that I don't just talk the talk. Mm-hmm. I have truly walked the walk, and I have a record of doing that. You know, as a candidate, you can sit and say, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to introduce that, and I'll get this done. I'll get that done. Well, let's just talk. You know, I can sit there and say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to Europe next week. Well, that sounds good, but I may not go. I, I, yeah. Maybe that's a weak analogy, but I'm trying to get the point across. Talk is cheap. You've got to have a track record. 
you've got to have a proven record, and I've got that. And you've got the relationships, you've got the infrastructure, you've got you've got the knowledge of how to get things done, and 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 those relationships really are important in in, in government because. I can't tell you uh, all the appropriations I asked for in that last budget. I got every single one of them. Hmm. A large part of why I was successful in that is because a lot of those chairs of those appropriation committees that handle the different types of appropriations you're asking for have at one time or another had something before me in my judiciary committee or another committee that I was chairing, and I've helped them out. And that's why when you go to Raleigh, if you jump up and down, really, you're not going to get anything done. If hmm. you go up and be civil and, and act like a statesman and work with others, you don't have to agree with everybody all the time. There are Republicans I don't agree with. There are Republicans that don't agree with me. But the point is we're civil about it. We work together, work across the aisle, and you can get things done. And when you help others, when your time comes up, they will help you. And that takes a, a lot of work because you have to develop those over a period of years. Uh, and I've been able to do that. I'm very proud of having been able to do that. I don't sit on a soapbox very often. I really do. And I don't toot my horn very often. People tell me I don't do it enough. Uh, and, and maybe by this podcast, I'm doing it a little bit. But uh, that's not why I'm up there. I'm up there to help people. That's why I ran for office. That's why I've been in office. Uh, and I enjoy it the most when somebody comes up to me and says, Davis, I really appreciate what you did. I mean, that means the mm. world. Not every Republican in New Hanover County can vote for you. What district are you in and, and what uh, what does that encompass? You know, I, I, I tell people jokingly that whoever drew these maps was like a drunken sailor because they always <laughs> around. And I mean, I've been moved around some. I'm now in... Uh, the newly drawn District 20. There are 19 precincts in there. Yeah, we have these district maps over on the uh, on the New Hanover County GOP website. It really is a really a strange looking district. Uh, you're it's you're all over the place. Uh, I'm in your district. I'm happy to say, uh, but uh, it's it's all over the place. Maybe I'll get one vote. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you certainly will get my vote. How can people get in touch with you? How can they support you and your campaign and, and, and keep in touch with what you're doing? Sure. I, I can't say enough to anybody that wants to know about me to please go to my website, you know, that I mentioned earlier, T-E-D-D-A-B-I-S-F-O-R-N-C-House.com. Because uh, like I said, it's an open book. Um, if anyone chooses to contribute, uh, they're welcome to do so. We're kind of late in the game, but uh, quite frankly, running for office is very expensive. I'm going through right now paying for TV ads and mailers and things like that. Uh, they're welcome to call my legislative office in Raleigh. Um, they're welcome to uh, email me on my legislative uh, email address. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm accessible to yes. anybody who wants to talk to me. Yes. Early voting starts October 20th. That's 
two days away from the recording of this podcast. And so uh, if uh, make sure that you get out and vote. If you don't know where your precinct is located, please check out the New Hanover County GOP website. It's, it's all there. And please check out Ted Davis's website for all the things that he's doing. Ted, so good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, sir. It was my pleasure, and I appreciate it.